So we're here at the Mark and Heidi podcast. We just got here. First time we've ever done this. We are the other D'Amelios is I think the title we're using. I'm Mark D'Amelio. And I am Heidi D'Amelio. Are you excited? I'm so excited. You know what? I do get nervous about trying new things, but I also get like excited. I do that to myself a lot. Like I get nervous, but I never want to look back and say, oh, I wish we would have tried that. I mean, the girls have been doing Dixie and Charlie have been doing their podcast for a while. We've seen that a little bit like going in. Now it's our turn and I'm excited. I love their podcast because as most adults aren't able to talk with their teenage daughters that often we kind of get to get a once a week rundown on what even though we're living with Charlie around Dixie we don't get to talk with them in detail for that long and just to hear them chat about things I find all kinds of interesting things that happened during the week that I didn't know you know what I have to admit I feel a little weird like like I'm eavesdropping on like sister time but But I mean, obviously, it's a podcast, so it's for everyone here. But it's like, you know, I hope they they vent and rant and share off of the podcast as well. But I do feel like I'm listening in and I feel horrible because I would never do that. Do you think they're going to listen to our podcast? No, I don't think they're going to listen to it at all. So we could say whatever we want because they're never going to listen to it. Ooh, you know what? We should go in, test them, see if we... People say, did you hear what your mom and dad said about you guys on their podcast? On their podcast? Let's put something in this that (laughs) they have to listen to it to know. Yeah. And then like put something on their story or something saying, okay, if Dixie and Charlie, you hear this, go on to your story and what could they say? I listened to my parents' podcast. No, people are going to tell them, just go on your story and do this. It's mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) oh no i hope parents get something out of this and when we talked about doing the podcast we we said we did not want it to be preachy because there is no roadmap for being a parent and we definitely don't want to make it seem like we're experts at parenting we're definitely not but i look at it like you can get something out of it and you get someone else's perspective and and we have a different perspective on social media um we have a different perspective on how we raise our our daughters and hopefully it's interesting as as i would listen to someone else's podcast to get their perspective i think that's what kind of makes the world go around other opinions you know i people always ask like there's parents out there who have kids that want to be famous or you know from that to my, uh, you know, kid has their first cell phone. Like, how do I navigate social media? You know, I think, like you said, we don't have all the answers and no parent knows what they're doing. You just do the best you can and hope you lay a good foundation. Um, nothing's ever perfect. There's always something, but I hope that people get out of it. Um, There's going to be a lot of people that won't agree with how we did it, but that's okay. I think just hearing, I don't know, I'm always open to hearing the way other people do things and I'll I'll either like vibe with that or I'll be like, well, I wouldn't do it like that, but I'll put my spin on it. And I hope that's what people get out of it because 
anybody with kids and social media, especially when they're young, it's it's hard. And, you know, I think people wonder, like, how do our kids had social media when they were young, mainly because none of their cousins lived. Well, my side of the family didn't live around them. So that was kind of their way to share and keep up with what their cousins were doing. So and I think to pretend that our what happened to us will work for any everyone is naive because people have different situations, right? I was able to, because of my business, I was able to move, whereas there could be someone who's uh, a a doctor or a lawyer who has a practice or a teacher or a teacher or has has a job that isn't as flexible as mine. So, but I think what I would say is there is some part of the story that we're living right now where I think we could say life is short and look to find cool experiences for your family to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean to pack everything up and move across the country, but just live, live life and, and everything's going to work out. That is your life motto. Everything's going to work out. Right. Yeah. Even the negative things, like it teaches you something. So it is part of things working out. I need a life motto. (laughs) Any, anyone want to write in and <laughs> help me out? What I want to get out of doing a podcast. I think I just would like people to get to know us. I think it's much better when people like or dislike you or disagree with you if they actually get to know you and i think people when when they get to know us will be surprised about what they thought we were like and what we're actually like yeah i agree with that i get a lot of questions even by people that know us our whole lives like they'll ask us questions about you know how much our life has changed in the last year they're like wait how did how where do you get that or what made you want to do that? Like just random things. Like I got a pair of skates, like roller skates, like when I was 10 and people were like, wait a minute, what? And I'm, I mean, I've been seeing more of it. I think it's so cool. I also am, do not have the same skills I had when I was 10. So that's frustrating, but like, I don't like doing the same thing all the time. So like, even though something as small as that, like, I feel like, makes life a little more exciting even though it's something small it makes me happy and then but then in turn people ask questions like what made you want to do that and then people try it and they're like wait that was so much fun so i like that what happened to me recently is i just bought brand new turntables and and a whole dj system for my office and i posted it on instagram and the people that know me from when i was younger know that i dj'd in college and then I gave it up. And when we first met, I had a DJ system in my apartment in New York city and I just kind of forgot about it for a, for a long time. So I think people might think, Oh, he's just getting into that. And basically I've been involved in music and DJing since I've been a kid and I'm just kind of reliving, reliving the past a little bit, little, not a midlife crisis, just more of things that I just enjoyed it. I'm doing more of the stuff that I enjoyed when I was younger. Now, that's a lot of fun for me. 
two things I want to say about that. I am so excited that you have your DJ system set up and I get frustrated. I'm like, your sets are too short. And it's only been a few days, but you're like, I need more records. So I know you're waiting for your the ones you ordered to come in, but like, let's go. I need, I need a longer set. I could be doing the most random thing, but when you're DJing down the hall, it makes, it makes it so much cooler. Like, I feel like I'm out and it's so fun. And the other thing I want to say about that is I think you're right. I think people know us because... Our daughters, if for the people who don't know, Dixie and Charlie got really big on social media over the last year, and we're their parents. And we did have a life before all of that. And we had a good life, a fun life. But even going back further to before kids, like we, and I think that just happens. You know, you're doing things that you enjoy, whether it's high school, college, after college, if you don't go to college, and you're just kind of like you're doing, you were DJing and whatever it is. And then life, you get married or if that's what you choose or kids or, you get, or you're just like focused on work. And then you kind of like your focus changes because you get you have different goals or whatever. But it doesn't mean you don't love that stuff anymore. So I love that you you got the whole setup again and you're it's it's fun. And um, and plus, uh, we both enjoy it. So I like that a lot. Like if you would have taken up golf, I would have been like, oh, I think we both put a lot. Not that we were a big hobby couple growing up. Like when we first met, we didn't have a ton of hobbies, but I we joke around all the time that we see couples especially dads that have all these hobbies and our hobby was when we had an opportunity to do something separate we always kind of said let's do something together so <laughs> we never i never i was never the guy that was like hey i'm taking up snowmobiling and i'm going up to vermont for the weekend i was just thinking of my friend pete that he mm -hmm. does that but he does it with his whole family too so that that's cool but we weren't really i never did well you used to play basketball all the time yes i did play rec league basketball after when i got into even when the kids were like elementary school and all that you would go every weekend weekends and maybe one or two days a week and then i tore my acl so i wasn't a very good basketball player but i did it for but exercise you, and you had fun and you i loved it and i did it with all my closest friends from growing up in Connecticut. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I do miss that. I don't know. We always wanted to do stuff together. We, all the four of us, Dixie, Charlie, me and you, we always were together on like, no matter what we were doing, I never had that. Oh, I'm missing girls weekend. I just like enjoy being with you. Making a marriage work is I think you have to be with someone you enjoy being with. When we first met, it was totally different. So we were, we wanted to be, at least I wanted to be with you as much as possible. And then kids came into our lives and, and then we made it this, this foursome that stayed together all the time. And I think that's why people are all always asking us, how are you guys handling this? Is it must be crazy with, with all of the notoriety and all the things that are happening with the girls. And I say it all the time where there are times that we look at it and it's surreal and we, and we, we know what's going on and we're very appreciative of all of 
the incredible things that are happening, but it is still happening to us, the same four people that we've been together for, you know, with Charlie for 16 years. So it, it does oddly seem so normal. And I think it's because we did spend so much time together, just the four of us and didn't have four separate lives of doing a million different things. Yeah. I think if it would have been just like Dixie or just Charlie, that would have, uh, you know, just one of the four of us, I think it would have been, I don't know what that would have been like, because even the girls had different things growing up that they were into. We still kind of all like went to those things. And I, I don't know if, if one of us, was so separated that way. I think that would have been, I mean, we would have adjusted and figured it out, but that would have been strange. I mean, if it were just Dixie because she was 18 and she started a music career before Charlie and she said, hey, I want to go to California. If she said she wanted to go by herself, I think we would have been supportive of her. But if even if it were Dixie that this happened to when she was an adult, I think because of the way we are, we still would have moved out here because we're a close family, even if it were not all four of us in the spotlight, if it were just Dixie, I think, unless she said that. Do you think she would have been like, um, I want to do this on my own. I don't want all of you moving to and following me. (laughs) And if she would have said that, we We would have respected. Yeah, we definitely would have respected that. We would have moved somewhere sunny eventually. I think that was the plan. We, I hear often like, oh my God, you guys just uprooted your whole family from your hometown. And isn't that, but we were, I never thought I'd live that long in my, in my hometown for people don't, that don't know. I grew up in Norwalk, Connecticut. Heidi was from Louisiana. We met in New York City and we moved back when we got married to my hometown. And then next thing you know, I turned around and I was living back in my hometown for another 20 years after I had already left. So our plan all along was to move someplace warm at some point. And then when this opportunity opened up, it just made it happen a lot faster. I don't know. I think the fact that we're always open to... Just you never know what life is going to throw at you. And we didn't reject it. Like we went with it and supported the girls and, you know, gave them the best guidance we could in a situation that we didn't really know what was going on. What do you think is one way that our life or your life is different now than it was before all this? I think we are a lot more dependent on each other. Um, I think our, our inner circle has become really strong and even my reliance on friends that I've known since I've been a kid, those are the people that I've turned to a, because I love them, but B, because I know I have friends that I've known for 40 years plus that I trust. So, um, I, but I think that's the. The, the fact that we've gotten closer through this whole thing is is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that, too. So how is your life different now? Well, I feel in a weird way, a lot of it is the same. I don't know how or why, but I do feel that I'm still um, a wife and a mother and a daughter and a sister and a friend and all of that, an aunt. 
Um, but I think. Um, well, let me ask you, do you like California? I love California. I think. OK, so I was born and raised in Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisiana, and so lived there 25 years, then moved to New York City three years and then moved to Connecticut for 20 years. And so I was already kind of getting antsy and ready to not deal with winters. And so I don't know if I ever saw myself living in California. I thought we would end up like in the Carolinas, but I absolutely love California and most of it is closed. So when things open up, I am just so excited because I love sunshine and the nice weather and there's not a ton of rain and all of that but if we wanted snow or different it's just so close and there's just so much to do and I feel like when you live in a place for 20 years I guess that's my cap like live on a coast for 20 years that's <laughs> 20 25 years but um just to explore new things I, I think what some people don't realizes that although we lived in Connecticut, we were 50 miles outside of New York City. So New York City played such a, I was born in New York City. New York City played such an important role in my life growing up with my parents being divorced. My dad lived in New York. So I think before I start missing Connecticut, I'm, I know I'm going to miss New, New York. But the cool thing is I really enjoy California because I the weather is just everything and we haven't gotten we haven't been able to experience open california yet we did a little bit at the end of 2019 mm-hmm. but i mean just the being able to travel to the to the mountains to the beaches being a 50 minute flight 45 minute flight to las vegas it's just waking up when you hear that there's just dropped 12 inches of <laughs> just dropped 12 inches of snow in connecticut and you feel bad posting a picture of you in shorts and a t-shirt. I know. I don't, I don't miss the snow. So we're doing a podcast and also doing a docu-series. And I think if we're going to be in the public eye, we want to tell a true story, an authentic story about who we are. I am excited. I think the docuseries is going to accurately portray who we are as a family. And um, I'm excited about it, as I'm excited about the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, both of those things as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, we got to a point where every time we'd walk out of our house, either Dixie, Charlie, and now kind of a little bit of both of us were being filmed. And so I was the last on board. Remember that? Yes. For the docuseries, because I think that's a lot to put your life out there. But once I realized, like, we're being filmed all every time we're out in public and then it gets taken out of context. Whoever has that video can do anything with it and be like, you know, take a snippet of something and it doesn't look like what it actually was in a negative way. And so I want to tell, like you said, tell a true story. Let them, let people see what our lives are really like. And it wasn't just outsiders that are videoing us. We're videoing our, ourselves, but whether it's TikTok or even 
YouTube, which is more scripted, where we like have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and we have an understanding of what we're trying to accomplish, it's not real, where hopefully this will give you a, a true understanding of, of who we are and what's happening through the process, which is this crazy ride we're on, we are on, although it feels really normal because of we're, all four of us are together. The other thing we always forget about is the dogs make it really, <laughs> really normal. Like we had at one point five dogs, Mickey passed, and then now we have four dogs and bringing the dogs across the country and it's so, although the backdrop is different, it's still the same. It's it, that, that's what's. Yeah. It's still pick, you know, picking up dog poop and feeding them and, you know, they depend on you. And I think too, as the kids get older and become more independent, like when, I mean, when it's you and I watch a TV at night, it's you and me and the four dogs, like the girls are, you know, doing their own thing. So yeah. it, it makes it feel like home. I know a lot of people said, how is this going to be interesting? <laughs> and I, I don't disagree with that's not, that to me isn't a hater comment. That is just an observation. And I think because we are fairly normal and there's not a lot of drama and what you see as far as our a loving family is, is 100% reality. You know, I hope it's interesting. I hope that what happens on TikTok where the where the negativity, the tea, the drama gets the excitement, the love, the likes, the energy, which is which isn't the way it should work. It should be the positivity should be what people look at and say, wow, that's pretty cool. So I hope people look at a family that we've built to be not perfect, but we work at having a good family. And I think I looked at what, what it was like when I was growing up with parents being divorced and my dad not necessarily being there for me. I wanted to give my kids the opposite. And I hope people look at that and, and appreciate it and not be, Oh my God, this is a snooze fest. Uh, mm-hmm. Loving, <laughs> loving parents love their kids. And, and Yeah. But you know, at the same time, well, a couple of things. One, I think so many people like our age have been like, I'm so glad there wasn't social media when I was in high school or college or or whatever. And I hope people watch it and see we're not perfect. We're not always happy. We get mad at each other. Things get heated sometimes when they're, you know, but I think I I realized the girls and I say all the time at the end of the day, um, but at the end of the day. So you're going to say it again. Yes. uh, We are there for each other and support each other even in the differences. Like, I think that is kind of what keeps us going, moving forward is in the times where, you know, we have teenage kids, so they push back and, and not even, and that's just on like regular stuff, you know, whatever I cooked, if Charlie doesn't want to eat that and now, you know, what do we make? You know, I don't know. I'll just order. Why won't you eat something healthy? Just like regular stuff. And then you put a, a, a camera on it like I'm going through the same things moms everywhere are going through. Like and, and the same thing for you as a dad, like we always have the best intentions, but it's definitely not perfect. And 
I think that we all want the same thing, right? We all want to have fun. We all want to feel supported. We all want to feel important to each other. And I don't know, like, I think when life is moving fast, whether it's our life or anyone, you're, you know, working, running around, you know, for parents that have little kids, getting them to school. And then you have the whole quarantine thing and online school. Like, there's just a lot of moving parts. And, and I, you know, I do want this show to to show what it really is like it's not we we all want it great but it's not you know it's it's a family like I don't know when I hear you say normal family I don't even know what that is like I felt like growing up I was in a normal family and but like I think the four of us is so different than the way I grew up so which one is normal? Like now I feel like, oh, we have a normal family. So I don't know. I think I think people will watch it and get different things out of it. Yeah. And I think I grew up in a single parent household with my mom and my sister. And I think my family was normal. Right. So normalized not knowing what normal is. Yeah. <laughs> when normal, I mean, the same issues that yeah. everyone else faces, I think sometimes people set this bar for us that Mm -hmm. we are extraordinary and we're not extraordinary. We are. Or that we came from money and that's why this happened, but that's not the case. (laughs) Like, I think, I think we all have a person, all four of us have personalities where we have big goals and we'll, we'll do the work to get there. And the goal wasn't to be famous on social media. That was never the goal. I think when I was growing up and like you were also wanting to be aspiring to be a model and I was a DJ, there was a part of me when I was young that I was like thought I'd be famous. And then pretty quickly I figured out you're not go to work and, <laughs> and that's it. And I kind of forgot about any of those aspirations. Like I wanted to be a TV news anchor when I was a kid. And then I started DJing later on in life. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And I, and I didn't have really the, I don't know if it's, I didn't have the drive or the know-how. I think probably a combination of both. I think what's cool about social media is it levels. If they would have had social media back then. Think about your DJ stuff would have been on the internet and like you could have gotten jobs that way and gotten bigger or, you know, the news anchor thing, but you're also funny. So you were a little bit comedic as a news anchor, which I think you would have found your like a, a way that way. Yeah. Kind of my, my comedy is not coming out in episode one of the podcast. <laughs> Wait, stay tuned for episode two when I start to get funny. Um, Mark, burning question. When quarantine is over and life is as it was, what's the first thing you want to do? I definitely want to go see a sporting event and probably see the Dodgers play, even though I grew up a a Yankees fan. And I think it's more complex than that. I just think I'm going to have hopefully – have a newfound appreciation for all the simple things like 
we lived in New York City for a time, and then we moved probably 35 miles away from Yankee Stadium, and there would be years that we wouldn't go to a Yankees game. And I think we've all taken things for granted, and we've all taken things that are just going to a restaurant, meeting friends for drinks, and we've although this pandemic has been so devastating to so many people in so many ways, the silver lining is the appreciation that we have of those simple things that life affords us. And so but just going to going to a baseball game and soaking it all in and maybe seeing the Yankees come out West, play the angels or Dodgers. If there's interleague play, those, those simple things I'm going to appreciate so much more. Oh, love that. <laughs> How about you? Same question. When things open up again, what I want to do, and I know this is going to, things are piling up, but I want to have those milestone moment celebrations, you know, um, Charlie had her sweet 16 and last year, and she's about to have her 17th. Um, Dixie graduated high school, Dixie's first release party, just all of these milestones that we haven't had been able to get all of our friends and family together to celebrate. Like, I feel like I want them to look back, even though it's after the fact, I want them to say, I don't know, Charlie's almost 17 and she's going to, I don't know if she's going to want to recreate her sweet 16. Maybe we could do a dual birthday thing. I'm thinking we do something where we have like, (gasps) go. we rent out a place and then we have sections. Stations. Yes. (laughs) So we'll oh have, my god yeah i love so that. like one section will be decorated for <laughs> dixie for graduation and invite some of her friends from school that, oh, do they every does everyone have to stay in their designated section no they could you can intermingle okay yeah. you can go and then we can have one for dixie's record release party wait I we love can this. have one for charlie sweet 16 you know what i love that the kids are not going to listen to our podcast so they're not going to know about this yes so they'll never come up to us and say (laughs) i heard about the party stations (laughs) idea it's almost like a um remember we went to that studio where it had different backdrops like different backdrops basically yeah yeah oh wait this is so cool graduation i gotta start a pinterest board (laughs) asap let's get on it (laughs) i don't know when it's gonna happen but Okay, you helped me get my thoughts together on that. But yeah, I want I want them to, you know, look back at those moments that are big and exciting and, um, and really celebrate them because they are kids. They are still kids and it's, a, it's fun and it's a good thing to look back on. So Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for our first episode <laughs> of the Mark and Heidi podcast. What do you think? I think any moment that we can sit in a room together and have time to talk about what's on our mind with nothing else going on is a really good thing. It was really good. I'm glad. I'm so excited. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, You could follow me on social media platforms at Mark D'Amelio. Give us any kind of feedback or questions or anything for this podcast. And you can follow me at Heidi D'Amelio. Send me a DM. What should we talk about? What do you want to hear? Let us know how we can grow together. And maybe next time I'll be funny. But Bring the funny. Yeah, Bring your DJ system Send some next jokes. Time. Knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs>
So thanks, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe and share. 